Hello and welcome to Lord Clark and Friends, Episode 8. Today's episode is our response and our thoughts about the presidential election results of the presidential election of 2008. Uh, Lord Cran with us again? Hello. Hello. So I know there are many things we want to talk about. Uh, do you have anything to get us started off? Well, I was wondering, can we talk about the audacity of the distribution of wealth? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. So the audacity of the redistribution of wealth. We also, um, you sent me a clip that uh, we'll, should I play now or? Sure, play The redistribution of wealth. Now, in the last seven years, we have had the highest corporate profit ever in American history. Highest corporate profit. We've had the highest productivity. The American worker has produced more per person than at any time. But it hasn't been shared. And that's the problem. Because we have been guided by a Republican administration who believes in this simplistic notion that people who have wealth are, the, are entitled to keep it and they have an antipathy towards the means of redistributing wealth. And they may be able to sustain that for a while, but it doesn't work in the long run. So I've heard enough about, uh, about enough out of him. Now, this guy's name is Jim Moran, and I'd like to call him Jim Moron, okay? This guy's an idiot. Um, this simplistic notion yes. is uh, capitalism is founded upon, and uh, we've had this idea that, you know, socialism is bad and capitalism is good, and we had, like, a Cold War against right. Uh, socialism, right? Is this is this true, right? We we did have that Cold War, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did have that Cold War. And mm-hmm. I think we won it, didn't we? <laughs> or at least we claim we won it. Um, <laughs> but what is with this Robin Hood notion, redistribution of wealth? I'm sick and tired of Robin Hood. I know he got made Marion. I admire him for getting made Marion. Okay? She was supposed to be hot. British. I don't know. I just recently went to Britain. Girls are better looking on average than here in Boston. Or maybe it's just because I was somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, or maybe it's because they're Italian girls and they all look like they're from Rome. I don't know. But okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, not back to Robin. But, but, Robin's, <laughs> but Robin Hood's redistribution of wealth, rob from the rich to give to the poor, all that does is make everybody poor. But there's more to it than just that, because it's not just, you know, rob from the rich and give to the poor. It's punish people for even thinking about wanting to become rich. I know. And that's not American. That's totally not American. That's against the American way. It's against the American dream. The American dream, go out, work hard. I want to say it. I just can't. Oh, I can't think of the, the word here. Exploit some minority group. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. You lost the uh, working hard, okay? <laughs> working hard isn't exactly the American dream anymore, is it? Oh, excuse me. No, no. You didn't listen to my second statement there. You work hard to exploit some minority group and get rich off the sweat of their back. I thought that was the current, Ameri- the current version of the American dream. 
Could I be wrong? I don't know. The Democrats' American dream is tax anybody who makes any any money at all and give it to the poor. And if you make money, you have to be taxed. And taxed no. out of existence. Well, well, I think I think there's you, you're mincing words a little bit. I mean, taxing and punishing are two different things. Okay. How are they different? Well, it's a matter of how. You know, if they want to punish you, they'll threaten with fines. And then if you don't pay them, they'll try to get you by imprisonment. Right. Okay, so it's a two-step punishment. It's kind of like a little... Um, liberal dance, right? A two-step? Yeah. They, <laughs> the first step is that, oh, they try to find you. Second step, they try to lock you up. Right. And I think a lot of cases, you know, uh, here's a good example, the um, health care, okay? Somehow, our experiment here in Massachusetts was to have this... Uh, Universal health care system, which, by the way, in case you didn't already guess, I absolutely detest. Okay, the whole idea of having a health insurance system where it's basically counting on the fact that it's not going to cover you completely and it raises all of your costs. And for people who actually make their own money, they are basically paying for people who don't. It's also a very bad idea, but you could already determine that, I, you know, I, uh, I thought that way before. But the, the real issue is that if you don't sign up for this state-mandated, oh, you're going to have to have insurance or we're going to fine you, it's, we're going to punish you yeah. by means of a, a fine, okay, this whole notion uh, – is a violation of personal liberties. I can see that. Yep. It is. It's also a violation of... I can't think of it. Crap. I had an argument in my head about how hospital... The only people that are making out like bandits are are hospitals in this in this scenario because they're not going to go under anymore because the state pays all of their bills with this state-mandated health care system. So we get taxed out of our, our minds yeah. to pay for all of these people who are illegal immigrants who are forced to have health care on well, our back. There's also, there's also poor legal... Uh, citizens as well true true uh but poor legal citizens before this mandatory act poor legal citizens already had free health care in the system yeah yeah, i mean this this notion of everybody deserves health care it's like it's preached to us as if it were uh either a god-given right or or a constitutional right or somebody made it up kind of uh, edict at least and it's just not true everybody doesn't deserve health care and 
some people deserve to die. If you can't pay, you shouldn't get. Right. And honestly, you know, we're a liberal state, you know, one that says, you know, you can't preach creationism in the in the schools. Now, I'm not one for whatever you want to preach in science class, I don't care. But we're one of these states that believes so heavily in Darwinism, so heavily in evolution that we can't get our minds around that not anything else could be right. Well, we know we both know that evolution isn't the the end all and be all. But you know, if we're going to believe in Darwinism, shouldn't we uh, kind of practice Darwinism? You know, which says the survival of the fittest. If you're not, if you can't fend for yourself, aren't you supposed to die? If you can't fend in your own pack, aren't you supposed to die? And that—that's what they're preaching to us in our schools. Why aren't? Well, why why are we trying too, to practice it? This sounds a little a bit too theoretical for the scope of this show, don't you think? Well, yeah, I have to get out there. I've got to go for it. Oh, okay. This look. If we're gonna apply Darwin's laws, we're gonna call Darwin the the king here. You know, he's the one that made all this evolution crap up. You know, I understand, but I mean, you could just as easily be talking about Robin Hood or Santa Claus. Right. Well, you know, that's what they're making Darwin out to be in the schools today. So, you know, that he's about as as vital to um to modern society as Robin Hood and Santa Claus are. Um, well, they are if they keep uh you know misguided youths out of trouble, right? Right. But I'm saying what. Why are we saving these misguided youths from not eating lead paint and killing themselves before they become misguided youths? Now, now it's funny you should mention that. And this is a completely off-topic random issue, but I'll go to it anyhow. A buddy right. of mine's trying to, uh, trying to sell his – or he was trying to rent out a room in his uh, apartment uh-huh. or his, his condo. He wanted to rent out a room as if it were like an apartment. Right. And there are a lot of laws on the books, and apparently he had to conform to uh, the lead paint. There, there was some sort of lead paint act where you, if you have a child under the age of six or five or four or something like that, you can't have them in a place that's not lead safe. Right. You know, because these kids aren't supposed to be eating paint chips, lead right. paint chips. Yeah. But, you know, in Massachusetts, it really doesn't make that much of a difference anyhow, whether or not they're eating the paint chips, um, because the bar is so low. Yeah. But one thing I was trying to get uh, at was that if he didn't either get an approval, or there's a, a two-step approval process, if he didn't get approval, he couldn't rent the place out, uh, but... He couldn't um, not make the fixes. Like he'd have to hire somebody to de-lead. Yeah. Uh, to where he he basically couldn't refuse to make the fixes to bring it up to code to rent a room out. Right. Once he found out that and his apartment. He, but 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 if he did, it could be seen as discrimination against people who uh, have a family, like like people with children. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, you yeah. know, it's like, well, discriminating is, against the single guy yet again. It, uh, yeah, well, it's discriminating against the single guy, but uh, it's also, you know, it's it's one of those funny things. Well, okay, I'm going to, you know, go rent this out, but the state's jumping in and telling me what I can and can't do. And if right. I don't do it, I'm in trouble. The, yeah. I mean, it's like, well, I was going to go do this, okay, but he couldn't technically back out of doing you know oh well uh, i don't want to incur these expenses it is you know as is and they're saying you can't sell something as is yeah okay and, and i guess this, this is one of those inane things that i i just i mean it makes sense for the safety of the children but who should be paying up well it's the 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 I guess the, there's a fundamental thing, and this is across the line, uh, my argument against this sort of fascist-slash-liberalism mm-hmm. that exists out there, and that is they're always putting a burden in such a way that it's screw the seller, okay? Yeah. Screw the person who, who may make something. And this is one of those things, well... If you're a consumer, you're going to get, you know, treated like, oh, well, you know, I'm this great special class person. And if you're the the person providing any kind of service to anybody, we're going to take you. We're going to take you out back. We're going to bend you over. We're going to smack you around a little bit yep. and say, all right, you can do what you're going to do, but you're not going to want to. <laughs> yeah. By the time we're done with you, we're not gonna. You're not gonna want to do what anything. You're not gonna want to do anything at all. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It. Well. Yeah. It's. It's. The system is really weird. If you want to rent out a place, you have to bring everything up to this special code, no matter how much it costs you. Ah. Uh, and it's even worse in. In condos, because it's called sublet, I guess that's a different definition called subletting, where you sublet your condo and rent it out, which even has even more rules because the condo authority can get involved at that point and just take away your property anytime they feel like you're screwing up against the condo rules. Well, and then there's the other issue. Well, if if you somehow uh, cause harm or otherwise uh, unfairly remove a tenant... Yeah. Okay. What whatever the state deems to be unfair, they right. can come back at you for triple damages. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But this 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 all ties into the uh, redistribution of wealth and punishing people who might want to uh, be successful. And it's it's not so much the arbitrary number, you know, like. Obama has mentioned uh, several times at least, oh, 250K, everybody making less than 250K, we're going to help, and we're going to take it from someone who makes more. Well, if you're one of these guys who, or, or ladies who is you know, just over that mark, and they make maybe 250 well, you, you think they might decide next year not to make as much. Because yeah. you're going to want to, they're going to want to get out of this. Why should they, you know... The people are going to want to game a crappy system, and you know, having this Obama plan is a crappy system. Yep, and it, it's also you know these people who make two fifty, 
you know, it's a lot easier for them to get down to 249 than it is for somebody to go from 39 to 40, you know? Yep. And to, you really get this real interesting thing where, you know, people, uh, how do I put this? That the people who make that kind of money are going to play that tax game all of the time. They'll just get underneath it. They yep. won't, they'll just, if there's a delineation line like that, it's very easy to move around that line. You know, Yeah. I can dump my earnings by 1% somehow, you know, capital losses. That isn't that hard. You know, but, to find a few capital losses here and there, I'll give more money to charity and I'll get out of paying that extra tax. And so, you know, and then there are so few people. Oh, yeah, and anyways, that tax rate's already way high on those people. You really want to be taxing them more? So what's going to happen? In reality, they're going to want to raise the capital gains tax, which raises most of its money from the middle class and from people who make $40,000 a year, whether or not Obama wants to admit it. That yep. most of capital gains tax comes out of anything you invest in the market. Hmm. Right, but but you think what what will really happen is that it will be more harmful than anything else, anything that else that has been presented, because people who have that kind of wealth yeah. are going to do their best to either hide it or move it offshore. Right. Or why keep your money when you're going to be subject to a, a new tax burden? that you can avoid by just moving it elsewhere. Well, not only that, but there's a few other things they can they have a lot more options open to them because hey, I don't need to to earn as much this year. I can defer my earnings. Yeah. You know, reinvestment, capital reinvestment. Well, until you lower the taxes, I won't pull any money out of the market cuz I really don't need it. Some people just don't need that kind of money, you know. Oh, here, I get to make 250 grand in dividends a year. You know, don't need the money. You know, well, I'll go out and do something else, lower, you know, and reinvest most of it so that I'll be under the 250 grand, that number. And, yeah, I'll just live off of what I can. You know, right. these people aren't going to just hand their money over to the government. That's why they have tax lawyers. Tax lawyers are significantly cheaper than taxes, you know. I mean, yep. it's, you know, I like the old saying from The Simpsons, you know, where Burns is saying to Smithers uh, when this episode where this guy creates a church and is making money hand over fist and it's all tax free. And Burns says to Smithers, how much are we paying in taxes? And Smithers says three, with all our tax loopholes, we're only paying $3 a year. And Burns says, you're right, we're getting screwed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he tries to make his own religion so that he can pay less money in taxes. The American corporate billionaire is not the one is the most creative person when it comes to paying taxes. They don't pay them. It's the average Joe who doesn't understand that the difference between here a three hundred and forty five dollar tax lawyer and TurboTax is the fact that the tax lawyer is going to play every trick in the book to get you 
these things because she knows it from all her high-end clients, whereas that $100 TurboTax, though it claims it's going to get you some deductions, actually is going to cost you more in the long run. Yeah. And so you have to be aware of what deductions are. You know, or, or I love this one. You want to make a double profit on something. You double your money on a stock. In, instead of selling it, you give it to your local charity. They sell it for free, no tax. You write down the whole, the whole damn investment, so you double your money twice off your taxes. Right. So, <laughs> crap. Now I just avoided paying taxes altogether, and I still walk away with a, a tax refund from my payroll taxes. <laughs> okay? How to screw the government 101. I mean, well, you, you know, you know rich people aren't, you know, that's what's going to happen. The same thing holds for banking, though. I mean, banking yeah. is the only business around that can, you know, keep uh, assets and liabilities, have them be equal, and take them as a deduction. Right. Well, yeah, because your asset is a is something that is a liability. Yep. The the property you own is a liability because it counts against mortgages. Yeah, it's great. But nobody wants to talk about that. Well, just raise taxes on the rich. Screw now, that. Raise taxes on the poor. They're the ones who don't pay anything. Well, they don't pay yeah. their fair share. <laughs> Now, look, I'm trying to avoid paying my fair share, but I'm not being successful. Now, now, you know, a lot of people are probably listening to the show wondering, you know, why are we going on and on about taxes and why are we talking about money? Well, it really has nothing to do with that. I mean, we're talking about them, but the underlying reason, okay, and this is important for those astute listeners out there, is a very old conservative idea. And this old idea is thinking about what you earn in terms of your time and the labor that you do in that time and what it represents. If you work 40 hours a week and you have to pay a third of your income in taxation, whatever kind of taxation it may be, mm -hmm. the real perception that you need to be thinking about is that's 1.3 days of your five-day week that you're spending on money, or you're, you're spending your efforts on that may or may not directly benefit you. Yep and may or may not politically or even morally agree with things that you believe in. True. That is the true, you know, that, that is the true underlying uh, reason most people have against taxation and the burden of taxation. The more time you spend working for your government, in whatever way, shape, or form it is, the less liberties and freedoms you really have. Yep. And on that, and on this taxation thing, we do have to talk about this. You know, we had an election the last night. 
we need to discuss how come the repeal of the tax the income tax in Massachusetts got shot down because this is a depressing day. Yeah. My honest opinion is most people, though I don't understand it, don't really want to see all those services go away, so they thought repealing the whole income tax would be a stupid thing. My thing is the only way to get the legislature to listen to you because you won't throw the rest of them out on their bums is to repeat, start repealing things like income tax and take their money away. Then they'll start listening to us on everything else. Here in the Commonwealth, we are the true minorities. Being a conservative in Massachusetts is being the smallest minority there is. And we have to you know, keep that in mind because the majority, those people who are working and in forces against us, elected these bums. And they want to keep them in place. For whatever reason, some of it's because they're union, some of it's because they're on the take. Maybe they're, you know, they're, oh. there's a lot of incentive to being a state worker. Maybe they've got pensions that they're hoping that their great great grandkids will suck us dry from. Okay. Well, or wait we- a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You do bring up a good point. Somebody's on the take somewhere. Now, I, right. I, I'm starting to have a belief that if you're a politician in Massachusetts. You have to be corrupt. Oh, wait. Did, did we ever get around to talking about Diane Wilkinson? No, we haven't. But let's hold off on her for a minute because we're going to have to get back to her tonight too. Uh, there, there are way too many things to talk about. I, may, I don't know where to start. But I've come up with this new political theory in Massachusetts. Everybody in, in politics on Beacon Hill has to be corrupt. And they're all corrupt in a different way. It's sort of like Nixon and Spiro Agnew. No one knew that Spiro Agnew was doing something stupid on the side when Nixon was recording everybody. Two totally different corrupt things. Well, I have the current belief that everybody in the Massachusetts government is being paid off by somebody. The only problem is, is everybody's being paid off by somebody different. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know, that brings up... That's the only reason why the state kind of runs and is in, you know, not in a physical nightmare. Well, you know, I mean, a while back, why do you think Deval Patrick was pushing so hard to get casino gambling in Mass? Who do you think was probably greasing his wheels? Oh, I totally agree. And I'm kind of getting the point that the the people that are greasing his wheels don't like the the, uh, Mass Turnpike Authority. Because, you know... (laughs) Come on, you know, first Democrat to suggest let's get rid of the Turnpike Authority. You know, I'm mm-hmm. kind of seeing, you know, hey, let's put the let's put the dots together. You know, mm. granted, I'm all for the idea that you know, wait a minute, if we're we're that corrupt that we're starting to actually do good things. <laughs> I mean, we're so corrupt that we're good. We're we're starting to do good things. I mean. Is it just that we're so corrupt that the the people benefit because you're so corrupt? Um, Guy goes into a confession and does 100 Hail Marys. He's forgiven, right? Oh, I have a great story about that. But 
<laughs> my friend told me about what it, why is when he was talking to somebody who was Catholic and they were claiming that they had the best religion ever because because why would I want to have any other religion? This I've got a religion where I can do anything I want. Go in, tell a guy what I did, and he tells me to go do a few a few a couple of things, and I'm totally forgiven. Yeah. And he and he went to him. What more could you ask for in a religion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then go back and lather, rinse, repeat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, totally misses the call of religion, but something interesting. It's a very interesting commentary. But it goes back to the point about corruption. Right. <laughs> you know, it is corruption. <laughs> right. I, so, yeah, Massachusetts is corrupt. I... Well, look at the numbers, though. You know, it's kind of funny. And I, this sort of stood out to me like a sore thumb. It was about a third. Right. A third people voted yes on question one. Two-thirds voted no. Right. And, you know, a third of the – if you go back in history, you look at the Boston Tea Party, that yeah. was about a third as well who were in favor of having the Tea Party. Right. So – you know, a third can be a powerful voice if used. Oh, tr- definitely. <laughs> and if used without asking the other two-thirds what they think about it. Um, right. <laughs> which is what that third did in the Boston Tea Party. They didn't care. They just went and did it. <laughs> yep. um, but this also sends a message up to Beacon Hill that, hey, you know what? <laughs> they put this on the bill. Uh, they put this uh, on the ballot. And... Well, it got shot down, so this may send them a clear signal. Well, tax them more. They can take it. Hell, they don't think they, they've they been taxed enough. They need to be a little, uh, you know. Well, I've noticed that Beacon Hill's gotten creative on how they've taxed, been taxing us recently. They've been really trying to go the route of passive taxes instead of, infor- you know, active taxes, which I call passive taxes are things like... Cigarettes. Know, yeah. What taxes are on cigarettes? You're not for you're not re, you, to to live and survive. You're not required to buy cigarettes. Well, for some people, it's a way of life. Well, yes, and 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 thank you that that you're living that lifestyle. I appreciate it. And and uh, for those who are the, of that lifestyle, that you know, smoke, please please smoke uh, on. I, I I do not condemn smoking in any way, shape, or form. Um. I, though I don't actively promote it, I do not condemn it. Uh, I have a vested interest in not condemning smoking. I honestly wish we could get the, you know, we'll get to uh, question number two in a minute here because, you know, I think it really relates to question number one in that the only reason I voted voted no against it was because they didn't give me a form of taxation that cigarette companies could tax the uh the production of medical marijuana, you know, marijuana for use in Massachusetts. Because, uh, you know, if the cigarette, cigarette companies were in charge of marijuana, I think we'd all be a little bit better off. So this brings us to the point that they did decriminalize the uh, marijuana here in Mass as well. Well, I'm still waiting to see what when if the legislature is going to weigh in on this and override that or not. I uh, doubt they will. I doubt they will. I think... People are preparing for tough times ahead, 
and to keep marijuana legal is uh, whoa, 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 we're actually not making it legal. Hold on, hold on. No, we're no. decriminalizing possession. You can't go and go to your town and say, you know what, I want to be a marijuana vendor. Okay, the times yeah. have not become that liberal just yet. Oh, and, and do do remember that no matter whether or not it's decriminalized in Massachusetts, if the federal government decides that we're not prosecuting heavily enough, they can yeah. come in and charge all of those people who got a misdemeanor offense and got convicted of a misdemeanor offense. They can take all of the evidence that got, gave them that misdemeanor and charge them with a federal crime and put them in, in federal jail. Well, you know, this is one of the cases. I mean, I know there are people out there who are federalists, and I know there are people out there who are statists. Yes. But you could also take this as one of those times where the state could come back and say, you know what, uh, as a federal government, you're overstepping your bounds. Uh, and, they can't do that. Oh, yes, they can. Of course they can, because there's this document that we still have called the Constitution. And basically all of the powers not explicitly granted to the federal government are under the jurisdiction of the state. And last I checked, drugs were not included in the Constitution. Uh, no, they're not, but they are they're federally regulated. Though, so isn't the actual document in itself on hemp? Yeah, it is. is that urban <laughs> no, it is actually. The original document was written on hemp paper because uh, it lasts much longer <laughs> than the current form of paper we use today. Uh, that's why it survives. Um, but that hemp. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who would want to smoke the Constitution, but, you know, they, they're just uh, usually limited to the. Uh, the Democratic majority in the House and the Senate. Well, I think they just want to smoke parts of the Constitution. They'd like to keep, quite, you know, they'd like to keep, um, you know, Amendment One. But you know, there's a definite reason why they put Amendment Two right after Amendment One, which was if some loud jerk's going to mouth off to you, you want to make sure that the guy <laughs> that you can protect yourself from that loud jerk mouthing off to you. Right, you know. They, yeah, but I don't. I don't think they necessarily want uh, the First Amendment. Um, not necessarily, but most of the they can't energize their base. Their base won't allow them to get away with not with the First Amendment wrecking the First Amendment. No, I think that if they had their way, they would prefer to take the First Amendment and say uh, everybody has the right to. Uh, free speech in a free speech zone that is government approved. Right. But they they keep getting shot down by their own judges that they put into power on that yeah. one. Which is kind of interesting that they yet they don't want to interpret the Second Amendment anywhere near the same way they want to interpret the First Amendment. Which is kind of interesting. They don't want to use the same logic in the two amendments, yet they're written at exactly the same time and approved by the exactly the same people. Um, so, in the same frame of mind, and I now understand why, that when you read the wording of both amendments, they were designed to be held together. 
and right. they're designed to be together. And the second one is actually there to en- enforce the first one, yep. so that you cannot shut people up because people have a right to defend themselves. Which is another thing that you know we won't get into on this podcast because there's way too many other things to talk about. That's right. That's right. Um, so you know the federal government can come in. It has been proven time after time they can charge you with a federal crime if they feel the state isn't prosecuting it properly. They're not going to really do it in marijuana cases that much, but they do do what the feds do will do is if you start setting up medical medical marijuana treatment places they'll go in and raid it and well you're looking at a 20-year mandatory sentence for whatever medical marijuana you're carrying uh so just remember it's still a federal crime kids out there uh no matter what you look at it uh though the state may not turn you over to the feds Uh, but it is still a considered a federal crime which makes us really wonder. Well, you know, if, if all things were equal, the same would also be true for abortion. Uh, yes. It, abortion it has to be legal. The definition of abortion is left up to the states. Yeah. So the state can't ban it completely, but yeah. they can... Limited. Well, you know, one of the interesting talking points that Ron Paul had back many months ago uh, about abortion and whether or not it should be left up to the states, and he definitely likes the idea, or he did like the idea of of taking, you know, uh, something that isn't constitutionally defined and giving that power to the state. But the mm. thing is. In a state like ours, where they screw so many things up, yeah. uh, you kind of wonder which is worse: have it, you know, screw something up at the federal level, or screw it up at the state level? Because you know, there are a lot of things I wouldn't trust the state with. Well, and that's also very interesting. At the federal level, they interpret the Second Amendment very differently than they interpret the Second Amendment in Massachusetts. Like the the right to start shoot. When is it? When do you face a a self-defense measure where I can start shooting? When you see the whites of their eyes. Right, but if he isn't holding a weapon and I kill him in Massachusetts... You say that you you saw a weapon. You thought you saw a weapon. Right, but if he isn't holding a weapon, I'm going to jail. Where In Massachusetts, whereas if he even touches my property in Georgia... I have the right to kill him. Oh. If if I say, hey, get off my property, I can shoot him through the door without him knowing, you know, mm. that I was ever there. So wasn't there this, a recent story about someone who had uh, a McCain sign up in their yard and they, some little kid came by and he guess he wanted to either knock it down or replace it with an Obama sign? Well, and no, so- no, let's not call him a little kid. Because he, was he wasn't a little kid. Yeah, he, and he was being driven around by his gangland friends who were oh. 16. You know, oh, okay. I read a story about that, you know. Yeah, but the point is, get off my lawn, and uh, I'm going to take care of my problem without 
Uh, that's another issue too. I mean, there's always issues, but yeah. the idea of you know the state doesn't encourage self help right. <laughs> to take care of your own problems versus oh let the state handle them for you because uh, we don't want you to have any power or liberties or freedom or anything. Yeah, you you'll do what Mister J says and take what he gives and hope mm-hmm. it's not a bullet. <laughs> Yeah, that's how the state likes treating people. I mean, it, uh, is it an indicator of state or is it an indicator of government? I mean, I think we may cloud the two because of of the style that we deal with. I mean, I think a lot of you know things can happen uh, if left attended in a sane way. I mean, there was another random thing, but. Uh, there was a debate recently between uh, the incumbent uh, who actually won, uh, John Kerry, yep. won the, uh, his position again. Is he a senator again? So, yeah, senator. Yeah, senator. Yeah. Senator Kerry against Beatty. Yep. And he was saying that, you know, hey, well, if uh, you, you repeal the income tax, well, uh, school books will disappear and buses will stop running. And all these crazy things that he was going on about. And, you know, if you look at what states who don't have heavy taxation can accomplish, mm. okay, we have roads across our state that are always under repair. There are other states out there without income tax that have high-quality roads, better roads than we have. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, yeah. you know, the idea that... If if you don't uh, allow the government to take care of things in the way that they want, that right. things will suddenly stop working yep. is bogus. Absolutely bogus. Yes. That is bogus. Uh, it's totally bogus. And I also believe I would put the money that I had saved on my income tax probably back into the economy of Massachusetts faster than you'd believe. That's true. Probably true. What are you going to buy? I don't know. I'm thinking canned foods. I want to survive the Obama administration. And let me a- let me ask you, the. I mean, I have my own answer, but, you know, I want to ask you, what do you think of this whole uh, President Obama thing? I mean, we... He got elected. It's a historic event for reasons that are obvious. But what do you think this means? I mean, what's your off-the-cuff response? Um, I think the first thing I think of, Dow's going down below pre-Ronald. I'm thinking pre-Ronald Reagan numbers on the Dow. So 2,000, maybe 800, you know, index. I, you know, I can see the numbers getting down that low. You know, Dow Jones Industrial Average. I think we're looking at a deep economic depression. Uh, this guy is going in with a man with a mandate to raise taxes. I want to raise your taxes. You know, I think he's just gonna hose us like you wouldn't believe. Uh, if he raises taxes, we're all hosed. Uh, Money's going to be worthless, no jobs, 
it's it's you know dogs and cats living together uh i'm just starting to think of the end of times you know armageddon on its way you know does he have the mark of the beast is he trying to put the mark of the beast on all of us you know so so is it is it safe to say that you're cautiously optimistic um wow that's 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 going way too far uh <laughs> <laughs> though there are some in, though there are some signs of 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 we might actually be able to pull this one out um i do think that things are going to get very very interesting in this country in the next 2 years if not 4 um i got a feeling that a few more buildings in new york city are going to fall down before it's all over um it's going to be really depressing i don't think this guy has a not because they're not up to code, but because his Muslim brothers are going to try to take... Now, this is the only only thing I can see positive here. Well, it's not he, going to be his brother in Africa that's only living on a buck a month, right? Yeah, well, you know, take care of my brother. You know, my, I'm my brother's keeper. Well, Holmes, hut, sweet hut, you know, um, really helps his... You know, he really helps his brother out by sending him 20 bucks. Uh, which would double his income for the whole year. Uh, you know, we can see what what Barack Obama believes in uh, helping his brother out means. But it just... Uh, it, means, it means everybody but him is going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did see that the Repu- you know, about half of the Republicans uh, decided to send him, Barack Obama's money, brother, some money... Um, so that he can buy a better hut, you know, oh, okay. just to make fun of Obama, you know, just to show Obama what true caring about one's brother is. I didn't catch that one, but that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. It was kind of funny. The Republicans were actually going to go. One of their, ta- you know, one of their things was, "Hey, why don't we take care of this guy? He, we now know somebody who's in need. You know, let's go over and give him some money and help him out. You know, instead of waiting for a government program to bail out his brother, you know, he yeah. went and they went and did it for him." You know, yeah. being your truly their brother's keeper, you know, I saw someone in need and went and gave him some money and helped him out. You know, you know, probably uh, quintupled his uh, annual salary with about two people. Right. <laughs> you know, got him out of the hut, got him a real hut. You know, I don't know if they've got him out of the hut yet or not, but that's what their intentions were. Get him a real house, get him some property, you know, make make his life better. Instead of looking for a government handout that Obama's preaching, you know, the government has to take care of you. Oh. I mean, you know, this guy, oh, together we can. Oh. No, no, yes, yes we can. Oh, together yeah. Can. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. Somebody else. Deval Patrick, I have to remember. Deval Patrick, together we, you know, the only reason I can accept together we can, together we can take out the turn bike authority. I... I gotta say, Deval Patrick's winning me a lot of respect. Okay, well, let's back That's up. about the only gleaming hope I can take out of this Obama campaign. Is is there any way Obama's gonna actually turn out to be like Deval Patrick and look for ways to cut spending instead of raising taxes? Well, it's taken him a couple of years to get to that point, though. So you know, right, right. If but anything, if all things being equal, he might have to warm up, but. You but know, uh, at I, least, at least, of all, Patrick was smart enough not to raise our taxes in those two years. Well, I want to uh, elaborate on my position because right. I've given this 
too much thought. <laughs> okay. Quite too much thought. Yeah. Um, about having elected Barack Obama. I don't know where to begin, but I'll try. Um, I'm very, very disappointed in yes. my fellow Americans who have voted for this guy. Yes, it is historic. He is the first uh, candidate of, uh, of, I guess you would say, of uh, African-American descent or of color or whatever you want to say. That's I was going to say fine. zebra. Um, that's all fine and dandy. Okay. okay. That's all fine and dandy. But the I have no problems against the color of his skin. I have problems with the content of his character. And his ideas uh, lead me to believe his head is full of shit. Okay. He's a shithead. His ideas are bad. His policies are flawed. Or worse. I don't even care, care about his experience. Right. I, I, and I want to elaborate on this because we've had a flawed foreign policy since Wilson. It's just been bad. So Palin, Obama, Biden, any of their... Their foreign policy experience doesn't matter how little or how much. It's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad, so it doesn't matter. Okay? I just want – okay. So I, I can say that forget about his experience. It's a non-issue. He's just talking about hope and change and redistribution of wealth. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, so aside to the initial uh, being uh, disappointed – and being ashamed of my fellow Americans, right. of uh, people who want such a radical change. I mean, not to say that Bush was good, because he wasn't. He was awful. Okay, but... Yeah, he couldn't live I, up to the expectations we had for him. Well, but Trump, picking this guy is just like cutting off our nose to spite our face. Right. Because it's, it's a sign of desperation, an act of desperation. And I sure hope that this guy can actually do something good. But uh, better be safe than sorry. I took right. all my money out of the stock market. I converted to cash. I'm ready to buy more canned goods. I'm preparing for tough times ahead. Why? Because he's coming for me. He's coming for me with the long arm of the IRS. Not necessarily because I'm a tax evader or a avoider. I pay my fair share. What I believe is a more of a fair share, fair share now than it will be by the time he's done with us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I pay 20 in taxes. Yeah. Okay, but I expect that we're all going to be poor. And... You throw out a figure of $250,000 being rich. Well, by the time he's done with us, $250,000 will be poor. Well, yeah, because the money will be worthless. <laughs> right. And, okay. uh, and does he get that whole thing that if China decides to call in a margin call on us, we're kind of hosed no matter what? Our money is hosed. Well, you know, there was a, a press release uh, this morning, I guess, something about Russia 
I don't know if you heard about this, but they they wanted to basically talk about a nuclear situation, uh-huh. and they didn't really like. Uh, it, it, they were sort of hinting, if not directly, that they don't like Obama. And I sat there thinking about this, and I was like, you know why they don't like Obama? Because they repre- he represents a threat now to their socialist monopoly. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is these Democrats have also proven in the past, if they're all in the vein of Kennedy, they're more bigger gunslingers than the Republicans are. When it comes down to it, let's just drop dropping bombs. You know, got to give Kennedy some respect here. The only reason we won the Cuban Missile Crisis was because the bombers were over-freaking Leningrad when he was talking to him. They could see he was getting phone calls about American bombers being seen by the population in Leningrad. Now, that's the reason why Kennedy was able to back down, you know, what's his name there, and Khrushchev. Because Khrushchev saw the American might. Now, the thing that scares me here is how far Kennedy was willing to go. You know, one false move, one mistake by a bomber pilot, they start dropping their bombs. Mm -hmm. And we're in total commitment. You know, change the face of the earth. Right. You know, I'm not sure I want to put people who are willing to do that crap in office anymore you know let's think with a clear head you know don't go committing the military everywhere which is what clinton did and obama's in the same vein well obama's in a worse vein than clinton he has no clue clinton had a clue um well or at least he you know at least he, he all he wanted to do was hook up with people um uh, I'm off track now, but well, well, but, but the thing is, uh, a strong military is an important part of national security. We right. uh, we agree with that. I mean, oh, yeah. if you could cut well, it's everything, an, it's an important part of our economy too. Left, you'd have to leave that. Plus, it's a very important part of our economy. Yeah. Um, and we we won't get into the countless things that our military has given us in civilian life. Right. None of which include the microwave oven, um, or or cell phones, or the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Or any other number of wonderful inventions, or high, you know, high speed computing, uh, multi core computing. Yeah. I mean, why do you need to do high speed computing so you can? Get your gun on target faster, you know. Get get ordnance downrange more accurately. Uh, yet nobody wants to admit, you know. Got, you know, these Democrats want to cut funding. Uh, what? No, they don't. Yeah, they want to cut funding to the military. That's one of his priorities. Not if they want to increase taxation, they don't. <laughs> oh, didn't you know? You gotta. You know, I I really want to know the economic they answer. Pitch, they gotta throw some kind of bone to the conservatives, right? Or, or uh-huh. at least the 
not the real conservatives, but the neocons. Well, look at it this way. That they don't all suddenly decide to become tax cheats. Yeah. Well, they basically are going to try to cut the military, uh, which is probably about the worst thing you can do right now. Yeah. Um, Because you're going to take all of your veteran officers who have been in the field now and and make the and they're all going to leave on mass uh from the military. Yep. Um which is going to screw you in many ways for the years to come. So, if I can summarize at least the talking point that I would get to. Uh well, we, I think I think we're really trying We're screwed. We're screwed. We're all doomed. We're screwed. We're all doomed. I I don't know. Four more years, four years of doom and screwed and being doomed and screwed. No, screwed. Well, so to survive the marijuana, I mean, uh, Obama presidency, you might need this marijuana legalization. I think that may be uh, an imminent possibility. Now, not to say that I typically or would normally endorse uh, drug use or, you know, would partake in that or anything like that is not true, but I could sort of be persuaded to understand the belief that people would want to use marijuana as a new coping mechanism to survive the depression that is brought on by the new administration. Right. I can see that. So, so there are there are people, and there are people far more extreme than us in our yes. belief that we're, we're screwed. And uh, John, you had a uh, the uh, what did you have? You well, had a, a Lord Clark. I'm yeah. Edit that. Lord Clark, you had this idea that there was uh, a couple articles, I guess, involving some people who really don't like Obama. Well, I I was quite interested to read this one article out of Esquire.com. Oh, um, that I had picked up. Why That's white supremacy? Magazine? Yeah, yes, it's a it's a fashion magazine. Oh, what what do they do? I have no idea. <laughs> I just, uh. but why white supremacists support Barack Obama? I thought this was one of the most interesting articles I've read in a very, very long time. Can you summarize without actually giving us the full details? I mean, can you get to I think it takes away from the article. But anyways, basically the article is saying they... I'll read one line. Basically, he did an informal survey of uh, three white supremacists and a black nationalist uh just to clarify not, black nationalist a little slanted from the get-go doesn't it three to one <laughs> well you know black nationalists are a little harder to find sometimes um white supremacists really? do like to show show where you know do like to demonstrate where black supremacists usually won't do that Um, and I thought it was really interesting to hear some of their comment, to read some of their comments. Yeah. 
and I almost fell off my chair laughing. Did you share one or two of them? Um, I'm looking up one right now. Obama might be a better candidate for our cause because he is radically conscious, or racially conscious, excuse me. One of the big things in, in the National Alliance is to raise racial consciousness of our people. Young whites in universities, they've been stripped of any kind of racial identity. Obama may be a racist in a positive sense for his people that will awaken a lot of whites, knock some sense into, <laughs> knock some sense into them. They'll see that that non-white Americans are allowed to be proud of who they are, to be racially conscious, and to talk about their, their people or their community without being attacked as being racist. Let's face it, white people aren't going to fight for their causes, for their kind, with a white president. I don't think McCain even acknowledges that a white race exists. He, he's all about granting amnesty to illegal aliens, the fact that he wants to keep us in wars in the Middle East for 100 years. That's not a good thing. I give Obama credit. He seems to have stu stuck to his guns as far as pulling the troops out of Iraq. He's a very intelligent man, an excellent speaker, and has charisma. John McCain is none of <laughs> offers none of those. Perhaps the best thing for the right race is to have a black president. My only problem with Obama is perhaps he's not black enough. And then there was another one. Obama, I think he's a piece of bleep. Uh, I don't care that his mother was white. I don't think he's he has enough brains to do anything good. All he's living off of is the color of his skin to get elected. I don't think America wants a black president. Most of them are are too afraid to say that they they believe the way I I believe. They sit around the dinner table and talk the way I do. But when they get in public, they have two faces and show the other face. When people are in the voting booth privately, they'll vote Republican even if they're a Democrat. If he wins, I'll laugh. I don't like John McCain, but he's the only one I can vote for. He's against a lot of things that I am for. I'm afraid that he's going to mess with gun laws. But I'm going to Republican. I talked talk to, to my guys, and most of them are voting for McCain, too. Whatever. Uh, that wasn't as good as I thought. So Wait a minute. Here. There's there's one more I've got to read here. Oh. The corporations are running things now. Now, this is from a guy who uh, – I should read this. This career highlights. You should pass on that. Why? The Geraldo Rivera show? He's the one who was in the brawl that broke Geraldo's nose? I mean, that's well, a that's a, that's a real... highlight in American history. Let's just get to the real point, though, okay? Okay. These guys – didn't manage to pick the right guy, okay? Yeah. They, they don't like him. Oh, okay, we all we kind of agree on that. I mean, they don't like him. Oh, I think but I was reading the wrong one. They got it wrong a little bit. And what else? I think there's another one here I was supposed to read. Well, you know. Oh, yeah, then he was... Then we have a black man who loves his own kind, belongs to a black nationalist religion, is married to a black woman. When usually Negroes who have made it immediately land a white spouse as, as a kind of prize. That's the kind of Negro I can respect. 
Any time that a prominent person embraces their racial heritage in a proper, positive manner, it is good for all racially minded folks. I think that says it right there. And then there was the black guy whose dislikes were white oppressors, black women, American culture, Muslims, Christian, and Martin Luther King Jr. And that's all I got to say about that guy. Okay. Well, you know, look, we've learned a lot, I guess, from this election. Yes. And that is a lot of people don't like Bush and Cheney. Right. Okay. And they set up a situation that was so bad that this incompetent community organizer from South Chicago yep. uh, got elected as the president of the United States. Scary, isn't it? I would think so. And, you know, what really gets me, okay, and nothing against people who are stutterers, okay, but right. when people say, I love the way Obama speaks, okay, yep. they're talking about how he fumbles and stutters over his sentences, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what they're getting at? They love a stutterer? Is it like kind of a fetish? I Honestly, I don't think... I think they just they hear that they hear yes we can. They hear yes we can and that's all they hear. Yes we can, together we will, change we will, whatever. Change. I'm I'm a candidate for change. What kind of change? I don't know. Why are He's you trying vote? to rally the poor by telling them we will redistribute the wealth? Yeah. Well It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. It's scaring me. It's worked way too well. He's put the wool over everybody's eyes. Yep. So how soon do you think it'll be before he, you know, makes some sort of announcement? Like, you know, oh, by the way, I'm a buddy-buddy with, uh, you know, some sort of terrorist organization in Iran. And ha-ha, fooled you. Well, I there was one thing I could think positive about this guy. If he actually admitted he was a Muslim, the whole crux against the Muslims attacking America in this Zionist thing that they have, this jihad, would would be able to turn the tables on them so quickly that that these Muslim, I don't know, imams would be scared crazy because... If he's actually a Muslim and, you know, my Muslim faith, and he isn't saying my Christian faith when he says that, you know, and he screws up and he says it by mistake, this might actually be helpful in this Muslim war because now we have a Muslim in charge. So that means their jihad is illegal in Muslim ter- in, against the Quran. Now, oh, okay. Because they'd be attacking another Muslim-led country. So this Zionist America just elected a Muslim. Now, this can be. I I can see America, huh? Zionist America just put a Muslim in charge. So now, you if you try to do something, not only you're not going to get your seventy virgins, who we all know aren't virgins, um, but you're not gonna you're you're gonna go in in burn in the the equivalent of hell because I haven't finished the Quran yet, so I haven't read everything that uh, Muhammad said on that stuff. Which does mean I need to go out and do that. Because um, I want to know what my enemy is up to. Uh, but basically, 
I know it's against the Quran to attack another Muslim nation without just cause. You mentioned the seventy virgins. Is something worth talking about there? I mean, is that like uh, you know how uh, there are some car dealerships out there they'll sell cars that are new to you? I mean, would that imply that these virgins are slightly used? Well, you know, they have Heyman reconstructed sur- reconstructed uh, surgery now, so, yeah, you can basically say that. Oh, okay. So, uh... Just checking, yeah. Plus, how many, how many, uh, people have seen a room full of 70 virgins? You know, just doesn't Crickets. happen these days. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, you know, there's that joke, too. Brave fools don't count. (laughs) (laughs) Look, beer goggles lower standards. Trade schools, they're they're not virgins in trade schools, either. I said grade schools. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Those don't count, either, no. No, they're not supposed to in that religion either, from what I understand. <laughs> okay. Though I do think the age of consent there is something like 12. All right, then. So, you were mentioning the KKK. Yeah. They warned of, uh, well, so that you, you've got so, those differing viewpoints, but well, yeah, so, there were a couple guys plotting to kill him. And then there was a death threat worn by the uh, good old wizard grandmaster guy, or right. whatever, the master MC, the master of disaster, <laughs> the, the chief pointy hat guy over there. The imperial wizard is... Uh, imperial wizard! Has put know, a hit out on Obama. For some reason, it reminds me that Great Oz has spoken, you know, you get that wizard, and pay no attention to that man behind the sheet, or something. Yeah, basically, whatever. Basically, basically. <laughs> so yeah, the Imperial Wizards have uh, met, and the Imperial Wizard of the Clan confessed just how far people can be motivated by hate. Do you so, want to tell that joke that you heard? Now I'm trying to remember what the joke was. Oh. Oh crap. Oh crap. How about that little uh, comic? panel that you saw oh yeah where the uh, liberal is uh, handing out candy <laughs> yep what did it say oh man now I forget something about uh, we know this guy must be a democrat because he's trying to give our candy to lazy kids or something like that <laughs> oh yes. yes oh sorry I'm screwing it up Kind of lost in the translation there. Yeah, I was actually going to post that that uh, comic up on the uh, the podcast, so you'll actually see that co- comic when you load the podcast um, because it was going to be. You better the... get our legal crew on that. Make sure we're all up to code and stuff. Yeah. Our experts. Right. The great Oz has spoken. Yeah. All right, I think it's time to to cut it because I'm kind of feeling tired and I can't imagine we have much, much more to say on this 
on these topics tonight. We're doomed. We're doomed, I tell you. We're doomed. It's all doom and gloom. We are screwed. I agree. We're totally hosed. Uh, Sell your your stocks. Get your guns and buttered canned goods. Get them ready. You're tough times ahead. Yep. All doomed. We're all doomed. Ah! We're all doomed. Well enough there. Yeah.